Welcome to the second United We Stand podcast of the season. We're in a pub called The Petition outside Perth Town. All is ahead of Manchester United against Leeds United. And Leeds have arrived today with much less of a, a fanfare than Manchester United. But I think Leeds have been working hard to meet their fans over here. And they've got fans here. They're a big club. There's a, an expat community here. And there's quite a few Leeds fans have come over from Yorkshire, uh, it seems and quite a few lads about. Uh, the game is a sellout and we're probably going to be seeing a crowd of 55,000, something like that. So it's a, it's a huge crowd for a pre-season game. Uh, Manchester United felt that the first game was a success from a training perspective. The players, they're all like logged up to all these digital monitors now and centre-halves are expected to run 4,000 metres per half and wingers are expected to run etc etc so that's there's a lot of analysis goes into Manchester United even for pre-season friendlies um, Leeds will have been scouted you know the Perth team the other night played a very defensive uh, formation and their coach has been in the media today saying I had to play that otherwise we would have been we would have been beaten 10-0 I sort of get that they finished the pitch the game with two 15 year olds on, on the pitch and I'm in the, the middle of Perth City Centre now I'm with Cromie he's one of the main lads from the Perth North of the River Reds I think I've got that right and yeah, we are, Reds. Yeah. yeah and welcome to the podcast we you were last on here in Shanghai 2016 when that's you, right yeah that was like an home game for you what only a 10 hour flight away actually I'm going to correct you on that it was 11 and a half hours fl- well, 11 and a half hours so it wasn't uh, as close as everyone thinks uh, you also Last year in Munich, you also interviewed my lad Lyle. Yes. 18 and my dad Chris Brooks. Very proud moment for me over here because obviously we try and uh, we try and keep we, we try and keep ourselves involved. You know, a lot of our uh, a lot of the people who are over here, especially us lot, uh, we also subscribe to United We Stand, Barney's lot, you know, blah blah blah. So we all try and keep ourselves uh, like relevant. But I'll just throw this in first, right? Fair play to the Perth United Sports Club this uh, this tour. They've been brilliant. They've sorted everything out. It's magic. Absolutely. They've something on every day for families. All this, so this is the official supporters club? That's the official support club. So what are you? We're the unofficial supporters club. Are you like the rogue element? We're, we were actually kind of-ish all one at one point. Uh, but we... We had a good night once. We played Liverpool and uh, all the NR Reds, we turned up, 30 balaclavas, smoke bombs, flares, did their pub, so to speak. One of the greatest nights you'll ever come across. But it kind of, uh, yeah, it kind of, <laughs> it, yeah, it kind of screwed it up a little bit because then obviously they had to get another pub because we were all bad then. And, uh, and then we went to the Woodvale and they're now in the city. But at one point, we were all in the Mount Henry and it was a fantastic pub. I'll have to say, Steve Long as well. Steve Long, uh, you were talking to the lad yesterday from Brisbane when we were all in Cheers Bar uh, in Sydney. And uh, Steve was upstairs talking about United Branch in Perth. We'd already kind of got ourselves together because I've got a bit of disillusioned me. Like, I come over here and I thought, oh, yeah, it's full of money. Where did you come over from? Uh, well, Blakely, yeah. uh, come here 2008. I come here basically two weeks after the Moscow final. Why? Oh, I love it here. It's just... Uh, Had you been here before? Yeah, we've come on holiday. Come on holiday t- the two previous years. Why? Uh, 
Right, I'll be honest. I watched a programme one morning and I seen this lady who was one of these like homes abroad or whatever and she was sat on the Mullaloo beach just reading a book and I thought, wow, you know, how can, how can someone live like that? How can someone live where it's like an holiday, that's your life? And we were always constantly, like me and my wife Sue, we've been together since we were 17, just spent our life on holiday virtually, you know, kind of just trying to, and then we've, we've come here, absolutely loved it. What do you do for a living? I'm an electrician. And you, you were an electrician in Manchester as well? I was, yeah, So yeah. there's a demand for your skills? There is, yeah. In a place like us? Yeah. Here, yeah. yeah. So, you, so you're getting okay? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, you're getting okay. They, they make it difficult for the first probably 10 months, just like getting licences and all that. But then once we're here, to be fair, it's... It is, I can't knock it, it's fantastic. I mean, I work for the government, uh, so you've got, like, Daz Boylan, who's, uh, like, you've been to Betty's Jetta, you know, Elizabeth Key, all the United stuff. Yeah. He's from Wibbenshaw. So, all around Perth, there are Manchester United rather than Leeds United uh, signage. I'm going to be interested in what the Leeds fans are going to think when they see these Manchester United logos everywhere, but this yeah. is because of a lad from Wivenshaw. Yeah, Daz Boylan, yeah. He's, On an uh, official level, then, involved. Yeah, that, he yeah. is, yeah. Sometimes he gets in trouble for it, and he's definitely got in trouble this week. Wow. But uh, <laughs> he's definitely... Uh, but he's in charge of all this. So. Brilliant, taking the, the risk to, to do that. Yeah. yeah. I think it looks great, because the boathouse is quite famous. It is, yeah. So when you were, you were in Manchester, where you used to go to the match? Yeah. Home and away? Pretty much. I wouldn't say... Uh, all, uh, I always kind of... Did years home and away non-stop and then like when you get kids obviously like my eldest now he's 19 and so when I was like 25 26 or even you got to take responsibilities so I went to every game I could ever go to I've never uh, not gone uh, where did you go in the ground uh, started off set for end obviously tunnel then United Road, as soon as you think you can believe yourself have a bit of trouble and then tunnel, K-stand tunnel left side right side or centre Stratford end I was always left side, me. Right. I'll be honest. Yeah, uh, I stood on the right side, so you can do one. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I know. There's a rivalry from but, people twenty meters away. I know, but to be fair, I didn't. I wasn't really that bothered. I but know, then, but then it was United Road, and then as soon as I could, like my first season ticket. No, my first Allen TB was K stand. League match ticket book. Yeah. yeah. Man, was K stand. Yeah. I remember having one of the junior one of them in the Stratford End for thirty-eight pounds. And then I had a case down one for £114. That might have been because I became an adult. Anyway, yeah. talking of, of, of bygone gone eras here then. So the, describe um, the, the Mancunian population here. We all... Because there seems to be a lot of people, that first is, and foremost. That is. I mean, uh, is there a same... Is there a huge Brummie population? Or Leeds or Scouts? Or, or Glasgow or Edinburgh? Or... Oh, there's a lot of Scottish. Right. Uh, I'm involved with another club, Caramar. They're like our uh, local football team. I coach there. Uh, predominantly Scottish, I'll be honest. Francis uh, Burns, who used to play for Manchester United, in fact, was a fullback in the late 60s. In fact, he played six of the games on the way to winning the European Cup, if not the final. He's been in Perth since 1987 and we spoke to him on Saturday. We've got an interview with him for the next United We Stand, which is interesting. Yeah. And cheers for buying the mag, by the way. You know, we appreciate you buying it with a thing called money because yeah. journalism's not free. Yeah, it, we know it, that. It needs to be supported. Yeah. You know, it, it, and uh, 
we know that a lot of people subscribe over here yeah. and, and support what we do, so yeah. we appreciate that. How long does it take you to receive the Mac, though? Because most oh. of our subscribers over here now yeah, but are digital ones. Yeah, so they get the digital edition. Yeah, so for me, it's always about two weeks after so it was out. Two weeks. And yeah, but go. to be fair, when you're working Monday to Friday, it kind of is. It's there. Like you prefer print. Yeah, definitely, one hundred percent. Like I drive home and I see it in the in like the letterbox, the envelope. I can tell, and I'm like, happy days. Buzzing. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'll never see that. Yeah, no, yeah. I'll Buzzing. be I'll be there two, three weeks before finishing yeah. it off yeah. at, at daft o'clock yeah. and running through all the problems that inevitably crop up yeah. just before you're about to go to print. And mm. then I never see the other side of it. I mean, I see yeah. people buying it at the ground, but yeah. I'm not going to stand in newsagents watching people waiting nah. for someone to buy it. Nah. So for you to come home from work and be buzzing because the mag's there yeah. and it's arrived safely. Exactly, yeah. Uh, yeah. That, that's good. We do actually get complaints from people who say, I've subscribed and I've not received the mag yet. And I'm like, well, it came out yesterday, mate, and you live in Australia. Yeah. And like, I can't get it to you any quicker, you no. know what I mean? But they're, they're few and far between, to be honest. Honestly, right, in what, I've been here 11 and a half years. We've only had one incident with United We Stand where the, it actually got sent to absolutely bending WA, which is in America somewhere, and it took another month, and fair play to you, I messaged you after about three weeks not being a grumpy get, so where is it? And your lad who sorts it out. Rob? Yeah. He, he, he got one set out straight, it was straight away. He did, he sent me out, right? And then, about a week later, this envelope turned up with about 50,000 stamps, piles on and going, not at this address, not at this address. So it, it, the correct address was on it, though? And it the, was. And the mag's been sent to America rather yeah. than Australia. Yeah. So you've had two mags. Yeah, I did. So I did, I did give it to one of the lads who... You owe me a fiver then. I know, yeah, I know. You got me a beer the other night. I know. So you're watching the games middle of the night and... No, no, to be fair, we're pretty lucky. I would say that the Brisbane lads who are over there was behind my shoulder. They, they've got it worse than us. We're, we're lucky. We're only seven hours. You it's know? not that bad, is it? No. You, you've got a direct flight to London from here now, haven't you? Not Manchester. Yeah, but I would never get on a 17-hour flight non-stop for anyone. 15 hours coming back? You, no chance. You won't get on it for a European Cup final at Wembley against Liverpool? Of course you would. Of course you would. Direct? Or you're not into the flying? How many times have you been back since you moved here? Once. Right. And that's why. Okay. You Don't just... like flying, yeah. Right. So... Don't like flying, so you moved to the furthest part of the world. Most isolated city in the world because I don't have to fly back to anywhere then. What do you miss, if anything, uh, about Manchester? Do you know what? I went back last year, first time, uh, April, and my lad was playing in Europe. We had a, not a trial by any means, like a training session with Sporting Lisbon. And uh, then we went on to a tournament in Madrid. This is like, a, uh, like an academy in Perth, all very good players. But anyway, cut long story short, come back to Manchester, I had three days. Thursday night was with all my family. Absolute mental, all from Blakely, Moston, Carnage. And then the Saturday was the game, brilliant. Uh, one of my best mates, Kev Fitzpatrick, you know, uh, me and him have been going to the game since we were kids. Uh, to be fair, I'm quite brutal, me, because when you live over here, you have to be. You can't, there's no point in being like sentimental. You can't, you can't be. Obviously, if I got family, doesn't even come into it because they're the most important thing. But, so I've always been quite, uh, yeah, kind of, not like standoffish. I don't want to, I don't want to offend anyone back home and all that. But you kind of get it. You just got to get on with it. That's why we did that. The NOR Reds because there was obviously for me it was like these lads who who've joined us, you know, and the NOR branch. 
and they're all best mates now. And they came over here, and I'm not saying didn't have mates and all that, but they were struggling a little bit, because it's hard. You come to the other side of the world, and especially the women as well. Now all the women are all best mates-ish. You know what women are like, but you know what I mean? So, but all the lads, we all get on, there's like 30, 40 of us. We're not in each other's pockets, but if you need, if you need help or whatever, we're all there. So, and that's, you know, but... And, and all the big communities are like people from Liverpool. Birmingham or yeah, look, and we all get on. Look, yeah, I was with, I was with uh, like two Leeds lads uh, last Saturday, and I was saying, "Me, I'm worried me, it's going to go off." You know, I'm being in that bar before going off at a pre-season friendly. Yeah, and I'm, I'm gutted Leeds didn't come up. I know, but I, I know, I know. But like I said, a, me- a message is saying, "I said we might be in a minute, but we might have to recreate the old bait, uh, the old Beck uh, state." Yeah. So, look, but. I saw, um, for people who don't know, there was a lot of trouble uh, in about 2002, I think. 2002, yeah. At the Holbeck Estate between Manchester United and Leeds United, where I think there was a huge mob of of Leeds United um, waiting in the estate. So I think what Manchester United hooligans did was um, attack them. And uh, there was a confrontation there. And there were some police images that came out and were circulated at the time. And I looked at people who sponsored our bike ride recently and saw that the lad right at the front... We're definitely there, yeah. had, had, ..had put a load of money in. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to name him, but I'm due yeah. to say... I, I was buzzing, cos... Uh, I just thought of the, the spread of people who contributed uh, to that sponsorship. I thought, I bet we've got the widest range of people here, cos there were some very rum characters who yeah. chipped in and then I saw some really uh, posh people uh, as well. And the... I, I, I like um, I like Manchester United Leeds games, and yeah, I, do, yeah. I miss them. And I yeah. went to Allen Road last year, yeah. and it was a throwback. It's yeah. like it's not been touched for 20 years, and they were really exciting games. I'd rather wake up for United to be playing Leeds than Bournemouth, and to go to Allen Road. I love Bielsa. Ooh. I absolutely love him. Yeah. I think he's a brilliant football manager. Uh, I wanted to see him in the Premier League because he'll just do mad stuff. He'd come to Old Trafford and play like seven up front. <laughs> so I wouldn't say I'm gutted that they didn't come up because it, if they did come up, I'd hope that Leeds United lose every single game. And I can remember in the early days of United We Stand, one of the questions was, which team do you rate most, City, Liverpool or Leeds? And it was pretty even, you know. No. It was pretty even. At, yeah, and you're saying City, but... Leeds were up there. Yeah, no, they might have been behind, but it I was... I think the older boys did. Mm. Like, like my dad, because uh, my dad always said, oh, I fucking hate Leeds. And I was like... I first uh, went away, I was in a B for in 1990, and we, like a load of Mansell lads, and we all got in these Leeds lads. 99 of them, 0.9 were fine, and then one of them was just Munich, Munich. He just, he just couldn't, he couldn't accept us. Yeah. And it's like, well, the rest of us all got on. We're all trying to buy trainers off each other, and... Going to amnesia and space and all wherever. So we all got on massive. Am- amnesia in 1990. Describe it. Uh, it was actually uh, an eye opener. Uh, it was foam night. It was magic. I'll be honest. I was a uh, 17 year old with uh, air to my shoulder. You know what I mean? The old fanny party as it was, but a long one. Uh, full of Spanish, to be fair. Full of Spanish. Yeah, and obviously, it came out of. Sitges in Catalonia, there and um, and, and Pacha, the first yeah. ever Pacha was there, yeah. just south of Barcelona. And what happened was, 
the licensing laws because the clubs were in residential areas. Ibiza was more open to it, so they, they, they moved over. And the British tell a story about the Balearic beat and coming over, but the Spanish tell a very different story. They say, no, we, we were rocking already. Vikings, Vikings yeah. turned up. No, to be fair, I mean, look, it was it was always it was overwhelmingly as well like a gay club. Yeah. No inter- oh, Sixers no, was the gay town. As in, not even bothered to me. Yeah, not, yeah, even, yeah. not even asked. Yeah, just yeah. live your life. Yeah. Don't care. Yeah. They, both, they both came out of a gay town. Yeah. yeah. No. Yeah. So for me, it wasn't even bothered. You know, not even. Doesn't even. There's a few lads. Oh, that. You know what I mean? They even. Bothered. I was there for the music. Me and being in that atmosphere. So. Um, some of that music to this day. I mean, if you said to me now there's a club in Perth that plays in, I would absolutely love to go there. And that music is 30 years old now. Yeah, so, so culturally, you're isolated, you're isolated here geographically. It's the most yeah. isolated city in the world. Culturally, I've seen here, as well as the football this week, um, the streets are playing a concert tomorrow night. Uh, there's a Maradona film. Uh, John London, I have to say. I'm on Twitter with John London. Yeah. And um, he did a, he did a, a novel on Maradona. Exactly. Didn't he? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. then um, Collier's life. Yeah. And then um, the Foles from Oxford are playing here at the weekend. And well, they're, a, you... they're a belting band. Well, on Friday night, even better is the best tribute Stone Roses band you'll ever come across called the Stone Poses. They're playing in Fremantle in a great little venue. And this is the joy of living in Perth. I've seen Doves, uh, Johnny Marr, Las Vegas, you name it, in a bar like this, like yeah, a two hundred, like yeah. a two three hundred. Brian Jones down Massacre. Yeah, yeah. I was in uh, Portishead. No, Portishead in this one valley. Yeah. Best gig I've ever been to. I was in uh, Fremantle the other day, yeah. and they said that Tammy and Parler are from there. They're, Tammy and Parler, yeah. They're on massive bands. They're quality. They're headlining. Coachella and places, yeah, no, yeah. places like that. So, claim, to, claim to fame. Seen them when there was about 40 people there. Yeah. And I was straight on to me. I've got all their demos. I've got everything. Seen Falls in front of 100 in yeah. Stoke. Yeah. <laughs> in a place when I said to people, do you want to come? No. So I just yeah. went on with Jack. Yeah. And then they've seen them at, um, at Glastonbury and stuff like that. How are you feeling about, first of all, United on this trip? Because I see this... There's a lot of despondency among Manchester United fans, but I can understand why you lot are happy that they're here because they've not been here since 75, so yeah. I just see happy faces everywhere. Yeah. You're just buzzing at the rear and you're meeting people like Brian Robson yeah. and Dennis Irwin and, and the current players. Yeah. Well, you're definitely seeing happy but tired faces because it's been a long... It's been yeah. a long uh... You've got things organised every single night. Yeah, we have, yeah. And uh... But no, look, it's... Uh... Look, for me, look, it's not perfect. I've always been anti-glacier, you know, blah, blah, blah. But you know what? It is what it is. I kind of don't know what's good anymore. You know, I've been in, involved with football a long time myself, but I don't know what's right. I don't know what's right anymore. But I just the way it is at the moment, I'm not. I'm not convinced. You know, I had. I was having arguments the other night, me on Saturday, saying that we just can't let Papa go. You can't just let a world class player walk away. And uh, well, yeah. sorry. Yeah. I don't know just what pass he played for the Oldham. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, and uh, I'm not just convinced we can let the Kaku go and let Pogba go. No, look, these players don't want to be at United, but who does anymore? I'm not being funny. I must admit, no. when I watched Pogba on Saturday, I just thought he's head and shoulders above the best player on the pitch. And he even looked like he was is. carrying a, a, a little bit. And to let that go. Yeah. Given our situations can change, because... Yeah. 
I always give the example of 2013 when Rooney wanted to go, although he didn't say it publicly, but he did. I couldn't find a United fan willing to support Rooney at the start of August 2013. By mid-August 2013, at Swansea away, half the away end were cheering his name. So fans can change the tune very quickly. Yeah, I'm not... uh... Look, you'd like to see Pogba stay? I would, yeah. I'll be honest, because I think it's a slippery slope and we've got to be careful. I mean, I remember... Uh, I, I would, I agree with you. I want him to be committed. Yeah, I don't no, want him coming out talking shit. No, no. But he's but, a brilliant player. I would like him to be more consistent as well. Yeah, I would. I, I accept that he's not... You know, when you're changing the system against the way that he plays, it's not easy for him. Uh, look, I think it's been hard because I don't think we've had... You know, I think every manager we've had, though, to be fair, though, I, I, I really was into Mourinho. I thought Mourinho was going to sort us out. Perhaps we needed Mourinho five years before that and also maybe with different owners, you know, unfortunately. There's always that penny pinching and if Mourinho wants someone, he wants someone. But, do you know what, Andy? Who cares, mate? Look, if United are not whatever, they're not whatever. I'm really... We've... I've we've seen it all. I've been so lucky. Same as you, mate. The age of like you know, uh, Wembley, you know, Crystal Palace, Rotterdam. My entire life has been pretty much very good. Now I've got to live with these fucking blue bastards. Is there, there, there any city in Perth? There's loads, mate. The spot, There's what, fucking new, loads. New fans. Nah, proper, proper fans. Man- Manchester lads who've moved lads. out here. Yeah, yeah. there's some good lads. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's a couple of. Bellends, yeah. you know, there's same, a lot of city, same yeah. Yeah, it's plenty, mate. Yeah, yeah. Well, to my best mates, here, the Blues, Scouts. Yeah, there's a lot of. Li- Everton. Uh, do you know what? They're definitely more Everton. Yeah. Definitely more Everton. Someone yeah. said to me yesterday that Liverpool are better supported in Australia than Manchester United. As an Australian resident and taxpayer, what is your view on that? I had a. Uh, let's say, a bit of a word with someone yesterday in the pub because he was going on about that and he was trying to make out because we play shit football and they don't. And I don't know, mate. Look, to be honest... They're both massive. Yeah, of course they are, yeah. He was trying to say, well, they get 90,000 in Melbourne. I said, yeah, but you're in Melbourne. This is Perth, mate. You know, I said... I I mean, I know, like, all the hardcore who are coming over all United. There's a lot of United who are dodging this because they're going to go to Singapore and then Shanghai. So... Even though it's a big draw for lads who are... You know what I mean, Andy? The, like, the ones who are like, tick, tick, tick. So, Optus Stadium, never played there. Yeah, got to do that. Never played in Perth. Yeah, got to do that. The rest, who are all in Thailand now or wherever, they're not think, nah, dodge Perth, maybe. Go Singapore, Shanghai. And people might be listening to this thinking, why on earth are you travelling so far to watch a pre-season game? Which yeah. isn't really working. You know, it's not really important, but... It is a way of life for a lot of people. Or if not a way of life, a big part of your life. So I've seen people over here and been really pleased. I've not seen them for 20 years who've lived over here. And there's there's a community and a social thing attached to it as well. I don't think people are purely coming here to see Aaron Wan-Bissaka, you know? No. (laughs) Good that it is. It's just a small part of it, isn't it? Yeah. We watch... To be fair, we watch half our games. We don't even watch the game half the time. We're also in the corner talking about Sheffield Wednesday away and when someone pulled the lever on the train, on the train and whatever, or someone let a fire extinguisher off and, you know, or whatever leads and went to Liverpool away. So it, it's, it's massive. And I'll tell you what as well, it's massive being over here because we are in the middle of nowhere. We are. 
So it is good. At least has a connection. You know, the the it suddenly suddenly there is a connection. I mean, look, I'm quite lucky. I I, I knew lads over here and I knew them back home as well. So that makes it so much easier. But you think. You know, like you've come over here, like from Manchester, you've made that brave move. You know what I mean? Let's come in. You know, let's come and meet here. Uh, uh, sorry, let's come and live here. And then all of a sudden, you just say like, you know, like Junot Shopping Centre or whatever, United shirt on, or probably not United shirt, but maybe a United T-shirt. If you know what I mean. I'm not saying like, you know, the full kit and all that, but you know, something. All right, mate. I'm Lee. You know, United fan. Yeah, happy days, mate. Come down to the Woodvale. Yeah, and they do. Yeah, they do. Yeah. They do. Did you ever know well and rode away? Yeah. You know, I can remember a few things. I can remember on my first visit there, walking up the Lowfields Road, age 17 or 18, and starting a Manchester chant and not finishing the word Manchester because I was punched in the head by a local yeah. and, and dazed to the yeah. point that when the game started, I remember 20 minutes in, not knowing which way Manchester United was shooting. Yeah. Just got a right crack, and uh, obviously it was a mistake. But I, uh, I was very proud to be Mancunian yeah, no. and wanted to say it. I can remember singing "Who's the Champions Now?" Scum towards the end of might have been the '94 season. We had a massive yeah. United Week stand flag at Leeds away. I mean, that was brilliant. Yeah. But those those three games when we drew them in the League Cup and the FA Cup, about '90. Uh, there was a great game in '97. I think we beat them four 0 um, Keane and Arlen. Post game, all that, yeah, was it? Yeah, it yeah I was. just remember a game in, in September. Yeah, that'd have been after the '96 at Europe. That'd yeah. have been the '96 Europe. Yeah. And um, I, I like going there. I like the edge I'd there. I, I miss it. I, yeah, I, I, I think that football should have that edge. I'm not saying someone should be punched in the head for, for saying Manchester, no. but I liked them coming to Old Trafford. Yeah. Um, we had a few big cup games where they come. Not when they, not when they beat us. But uh, it was good. I remember my dad um, throwing mint imperials at, at Leeds fans from J stand. <laughs> dad, what are you doing? You're gonna get mints. Yeah. You can't throw mints. At, <laughs> That's what I'm saying. No, I think I think it's that era. I think because my dad ate some of a passion, you know. Well, and but, well, because they were good. They were good. Yeah, but yeah, they, they were, were also they were very dirty. Dirty. But, but they were very good. Yeah, they were very good. Yeah. And even that team in, I remember. Well, one I remember Cantona coming to Old Trafford. Yeah. And and he got applauded by K stand. Just before he joined us, that never ever happened. No, no. So he's playing for Leeds United and he got applauded. And I remember seeing Harry Cure for the first time, thinking yeah. that lad is a player. That yeah, is a, that is lad. A player, yeah. I remember him coming to Old Trafford with a very young team. Yeah. Maybe your Woodgates, your Ferdinands, players yeah. like that. I'm thinking they've got a right side. These yeah, yeah. a really good side. Mm. 2001, they were semi-finalists in the European Cup. Yeah. Then they just imploded because they just got big time. Uh, well, and because the chairman was uh, paying twenty thousand dollars a month on uh, fish and flowers, yeah, well, Peter fish Ristale. tanks and all that. I mean, there, there were a lot of stories. Perhaps some of them were exaggerated. I think yeah. one of them involved Stephen McPhail, where his agent went to renegotiate a new contract, thinking he, he was open for for thirty thousand a week, and, um, and and Leeds said, you know. We'll, we'll, we'll give you 35,000 and McPhail's agent thought 30 was his best case scenario he was expecting oh, yeah. like 22 um, and, but they are a huge club Leeds is a big city and it's a one team city and I looked last season at the away followings in the Champions League they actually had 
more away fans than Manchester United. And that's because... Yeah, we get restricted tickets. We get 3,000 tickets. Yeah, no, yeah. If you go away to Preston, you get 5,000. Yeah. You go to Barnsley, you get 5,000. You yeah. go to Hillsbury, you'll get five, even 6,000. Yeah. Sunderland got a big away yeah. um, capacity. And part of me is quite envious that they can go away with those huge numbers yeah. when, when Manchester United are getting 1,800 for Bournemouth or, yeah. or, or whatever. And I would like to see that rivalry uh, coming back. Uh, finally, and uh, it's been very nice to talk to you, how are you feeling about United this season? I know we've touched on it, not happy with the ownership. Um, do you think I... they can finish in the top four? Do you expect them to? It's an hard one, isn't it? It is, it's really hard. And look, to be fair, right, I mean, I had uh, a moment on Saturday night thinking, you know what, let's just... Like you say, like get rid of Pogba, get rid of Lukaku, let's just throw all the boys in, throw your chongs in and all that, and if we end up 13th, then so what? Because in two years' time, we'll be the best team. A bit like Ajax. But then you then you wake up and go, nah, we're Man United, we can't afford to come, even come out of anywhere. So, do we want... Do we want uh, do we, it's like we can't afford a long-term game anymore. We need to be short-term, but there's that balance. We need to have, I think, personally... You need a squad of somewhere like 29 plus, you know, just to give that experience and just say, calm down, lads. Then you need that. I think the core has got to be really 28 to 23 who are hungry, who are really, really hungry for it. And then the rest can be kids for me. I mean, look, I don't even want to dare name the players, you know, Ashley Young and all that, because they're all easy targets, but they're all professionals, they're all good footballers. You know, they play them hundred times better than I've ever played him. So I don't want to just dismiss them. But to be fair, they've not done it either. They haven't... Though Chris Morley last year when I was in Rome, probably one of the best moments as a United fan. I was sat in this, in this uh, open square in uh, Rome and there was a few City in, 2-0 down. And I was like, well, I'm going back home here. Next minute, come on, happy days. But they haven't... They haven't done enough. They haven't done enough. I mean, you can, but, Smalling was brilliant at Chelsea away in the cup, but yeah. you, you, I think you can apply it to all of them. They're not consistent enough. They're not even no. close to be consistent enough. And, you know, you mentioned Ashley Young. He's had a very good career. Yeah. But when I'm watching him at camp now, I'm thinking this is a ladder's out of his depth. He is, he's yeah. out of his depth. He, is, he, yeah. he clearly... And Manchester United should be at the level that Barcelona are. They're one of the three biggest clubs in world football. Yeah. You know, Ashley... 34 now, he's a popular lad in, in the dressing room. I'm not saying he's got nothing to give, but right back became a big problem last year. I'm hoping that Aaron Wambasaka can can do as well as he's done at Palace yeah. and wish him well. How much are tickets for it? For your Oh cheap as to be fair. Yeah. Yeah, oh definitely cheap. Uh, I think for Wednesday night against Leeds you can get ninety nine dollars. Uh, like a How family. Ninety nine for a four. family. Okay. For four, yeah. That's good. Our tickets, we're only United end, and that's why I'm saying, like, thank you to Lee Shroud and the Perfect United Sports Club. Yeah. They've sorted us out, because obviously we're, like, the like the little troublemaking brother. You're the black sheep of we the are, family, yeah. playing we against are. the sheep. We are. But they've looked after us, and, you know, I, I do appreciate it. I mean, I shook his hand on Saturday, and I said, look, anything we do, it's nothing, you know, it's... Because we had, like, they so, were in Eve, and we had, like, three with lads in a pub in Jagan Square. And You're just like the raffish element, aren't you? But peace has broken out here between the, both elements of the Perth Manchester United supporters <laughs> club. Um, I'm just remembering here when I said the word sheep. Some of the songs we used to sing against Leeds, 
I can remember the whole Stratford end singing, or Yorkshire men shag sheep. Or Yorkshire men shag sheep. Well, we've got inflatable sheets timing up Wednesday. Have you? Yeah, we have, yeah. Because yeah. we're just trying to keep it a bit low-key. You know, I'm not being funny, but like we know plenty of these lads over here. And even to be fair, them lot on us, like, we're a little bit worried it's going to go off. Right. And we don't want that, no, mate. I mean, I'm here with my family and, you know, we just don't want that. I know the lads who have travelled over... We've all been there, seen you got the T-shirt. We don't need to do that over there, you know. Thanks for your time from the petition uh, outside Perth Town Hall. I'm going to keep doing the podcast. I'm going to speak to different people on the tour, people who I think are interesting, um, maybe some of the journalists. I've been speaking to some of the players as well. I had a good chat with uh, Juan Mata the other day. I put it out as an interview. and I like Juan. I like him a lot. I'm glad he's staying. Uh, it's very difficult at the moment for any player to speak without being slaughtered because they failed at the end of, of last season and you've got this cloud hanging over everything and that won't change until, as one club employee said the other day, it's up to us to get out of this by winning football matches. And um, But uh, I think Juan, I think he was gutted the way the season ended, although he didn't play on one single game where Manchester United lost in the league last year, Matter. Little interesting quirk. I like Matamig. No, I'm, I, I I'm, like I'm not saying, more. and I said this in the piece. I'm not saying that if he would have played against City, United would have won. <laughs> and I'm not saying that Juan no, should I like start. Him. Yeah, no, I sound. like him as a footballer and, and a he, person. He's a great lad. You know, and he gets Manchester and all that. Which, to be fair, I shouldn't even come into it. No, I'd rather someone who was absolutely destroying teams and uh, didn't care. But he gets it, and uh, it's just where we are. There. And uh, at, the, at the moment, it's just honestly. I don't know what's right for wrong anymore, you know. And unfortunately, I mean, you like report all the time about how well City is set up, and I tell you, mate, it kills me, it kills me, because I hate City for passion from a from a football perspective and the way the club is running. Yeah. Certainly, I'm not on about the ownership model there. No, no, no. But uh, yeah. and look, but but to be fair though, uh, you know that's easy wind up now with these lot over here. But, yeah. But to be fair, the way they're running their club is absolutely spot on and it kills me. It fucking kills me to say that. Is your part of Manchester originally City or United? Fucking hell, mate. They've dared ask me that. Do you know what? Andy's, uh, he'd have to get me about 10 pies now. No. Blake, Blakely's red, mate. Blakely's red. On that note, goodbye. Cheers, mate. <laughs> so it's the night before the game and I was just going to upload this podcast, but I saw four lads... And I thought they're Leeds because one of them's got a Leeds shirt on. There's actually quite a lot of Leeds fans knocking around. And I spoke to a couple who are from Australia. These lads are from Yorkshire. Where, whereabouts are you from? We're originally from Leeds, but now living in Harrogate. Right. Yeah. So you've moved, what, 15 moved miles? 15 miles, yeah, yeah. So I'm meeting lads who've moved to Adelaide <laughs> and you've moved as far. And are you all from that area? No, these guys are from... Uh, one guy from Wakefield and two from, from East Leeds. Right. Yeah. And you're die-hard fans. I mean, you, you've come over here for a pre-season friendly. Pre-season friendly. Why? Like, <laughs> well, do you want me to give the real reason? Yeah. Always wanted to come to Australia. Right. The wife won't fly here, so I said, well, I'm going to go on my own. <laughs> go watch the Mighty Whites. You've had 3,000 uh, training sessions yeah. today. Yeah. Um, we've spoke on air with some of the Man United fans about Leeds saying, uh, we'd love you to be back. Mm. Missed going to Ellen Road. Missed yeah. the edge that comes yeah. with with going to games at Ellen Road. 
Uh, what do you think about Manchester United? Do you miss those games? I know you, you know, I'm not going to repeat some of the words <laughs> that you call us, but... No, I definitely, I think the last game we played, you was at Ellen Road, was, was the League Cup midweek. Yeah. yeah. Michael Owen scored, I remember. Twice. Twice. <laughs> yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to celebrate Michael Owen doing anything, no, but... In fact, the three of us... Giggs got there, the other. The three of us were there together. And just getting back to those, especially, I always think uh, a night match with the floodlights and then the atmosphere of playing somebody as big as, and I can't say the M word, but, you know, somebody as big as that, that club from the other side. The, uh, where, where Joe Jordan went <laughs> and where Gordon McQueen went. Gordon McQueen, yeah. The one that we got Johnny Giles off. Yeah. And, and Strachan. Uh, yeah. And they were, they were both brilliant, weren't they? <laughs> Absolutely. They were probably too, in too intellectual, too intelligent for the managers that they annoyed them. I mean, Giles was a great player. Strachan was a great player. Didn't, didn't Strachan win the league once with you? I just, it's erased from my memory. <laughs> yes, he did, yes. I keep wanting to go off on tangents here. Wakefield, I saw my brother play there, and apparently it was the biggest town in England without a football league team. Emily moved there years ago. It's actually a city. Wakefield, it's a city, city, right. a football team. Well, I went to watch my brother play in the Conference North, it was. I couldn't find anyone who... I said, where's the football ground? And no one knew because it was a rugby ground. Rugby ground yeah. Your floodlights, I'm not going to get sidetracked anymore, but they were the tallest in the league. The tallest in the Europe, weren't they? At one point, they were the tallest in Europe. In 1991, <laughs> the Happy Mondays played at Ellen Road, and someone scaled them, climbed right to the top, and uh, Sean Ryder came on stage, and he went, are you, man, you, you? Because yeah. if we went to your place outside the ground, that's the sort of thing. Yeah. Um, so you mentioned the last time we met. I'll give you 10 seconds to mention the time before that then. Go on. I think it was 2010. Right. I think the song goes January 3rd. Remember the day we beat the team that with the kinheads. We dumped the scum out of the FA Cup. We super lazy and we go going up. Simon Grayson, wasn't it? <laughs> That's the one. And he's a Leeds fan, isn't he? He's a big Leeds fan. through, Yorkshire lad. Leeds through, yeah. In fact, I believe he was a, originally was a cricketer with his brother. Right. And then uh, turn to football, yeah. Yeah, yeah no, he's, he's yeah. big leads. I mean, he, yeah. even though he's not no longer manager oh, there yeah. and he goes, goes and watches you as a fan. That's right. Even when he moved around the other yeah. teams and they beat our rivals, you know, Agent Grayson did it for us again. <laughs> Look, I came to Allen Road in September to watch you against Brentford, saw Simon Grayson there. Yeah. I thought you'd be coming up, was looking forward to going and writing a piece this year. What went wrong? To be honest, uh, the first, I, I would go back to the Wigan game when we, we played Wigan uh, just before Easter. And uh, went 1-0 up, but well, we missed the penalty. Went 1-0 up, they were down to 10 men. And it seemed as though the team just just relaxed. And I think we got beat by Wigan that day. And the, the team just looked deflated afterwards. Key players like Hernandez just never seemed to get over that. We saw them, where, you know, we played Ipswich, we played Brentford. They just never, ever got over that game. They just seemed to... Hurt the team. They, they expected to go. They were going to go up automatic, and it was almost the somebody just took took all the gas away from them, and they didn't really gel after that. It has happened before with some of the Elsa's teams. I love him. I've written. I've loved him for 10, 15 years. I've been to Rosario. I've been to the stadium, which takes his name. Uh, he paid for the youth complex down there as well in Newell's Old Boys. There's some mad stories about him. Have you heard any from his, his time at Leeds? I mean, I heard he's never been into Leeds City Centre because going there for two hours wouldn't help Leeds United win a game in any way. So why would he go there? So yeah. what's the point yeah. wasting two hours? And where he lives is on, is on the doorstep of the, the training ground. Well, the Yorkshire Dales. Right. Fantastic countryside. He never moves out of Weatherford. Any good stories about him? About um, Bielsa? Oh, 
<laughs> the only one I know because I say he's such an eccentric. He, I believe he walks he walks to the training ground, which is a couple of miles from where the walks back. And it was one of and it could have been Phil Hay uh, was was driving back from the training ground. It was, it was actually bouncing down with rain, and he stopped to give a Bielsa a lift back into Weatherby. And he actually says, no, he said, this is when I think about what I'm going to do in the next session, walking back home. <laughs> Phil is a journalist who was covering Leeds for the Yorkshire Evening Post and will continue covering Leeds. I'll explain that one uh, another day. Um, was it right, the story about the fan watching him train? Yeah, the, uh, he was at the training ground and the, a couple of fans had gone up to watch Leeds train. And during the interval, he got his interpreter to go over to the guy and asked him how many hours he needed to work to pay for a ticket at Ellen Road. So the guy said, about three and a half hours, and that gives me, pays for my ticket, I have the other expenses on top, but it pays for my ticket. So when the guys came out for the second session, he actually supplied them all with bin liners and made them pick litter up for three hours to show them what this guy actually the did the players to make sure what this guy had to do to make them you know to be able to come and watch them play so just to make sure you know the, the, these guys sometimes live in a bubble these footballers even at this even a championship level but you just give them a little bit of smack of realism i know he's uh, in start of december saying manchester and you can you knew that jose Mourinho was going and it was quite cheek it was a bit tongue-in-cheek but it was also serious i said manchester united should go for guardiola or Bielsa wow. and actually at the time I would have had either of them yeah, you know yeah. because well Bielsa is the hero for Guardiola and, and Pochettino, and Pochettino well. yeah. we spoke about more recent Man United Leeds games what about going further back what would your high and low points be well um, well any low point is every time the Reds beat us Probably the high point, you've got to go back to 2010, I think, as we mentioned. For that cup game? Yeah, the cup game. But what game. about in 92? Did you think you were going to win the league there? Because we, we did. We thought we were going to... Oh, for sure. Yeah, but, but, you know, again, for us to win the league and beat you beat, 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 beat too, it again was, was just fantastic times. Did you yeah. expect it at the no, time? at the time, no. It was like like every Leeds, Leeds fan, you know, we, we kind of live in hope. We, uh, we have low expectations, especially now. So at the time... It was just nail-biting, just waiting. Every game, just ticking them off, you know, losing matches, win the next one. And it was it was just a mad time, absolutely crazy time. Yeah. It was an absolutely horrific time, not a crazy time. <laughs> um, tell me about Cantona. What, what is his legacy? Because first I heard of him when he was in England. He's on the, he's on the, the steps of Leeds Town Hall saying, I don't know why, I love you. It gets made into a tape and a T-shirt. And six months later, he's gone. How do you feel with the passage of time about him? I, I, you, you've got to respect the guy. You know, the, the guy, again, was... It broke the mould when they made Cantona. You know, the, you know, what he did when he played for yourselves, the, the famous karate kick. And, uh, you know, but when he was with us, you know, you've, you just had to love the guy. But he, he was an eccentric one-off. Probably a very difficult person to have in a team. Um, you know, we all know the rumours of why he left, whether they're right or not. You know, nobody could ever, you know, confirm them. But uh, yeah, and there's a lot of players that have gone either way, and you know, some some you never forgive, others you think. So, all right, well, let's name them. McQueen. 
Yeah. Well, well, you've got to think, you're going back then to when I really almost started watching Leeds United, you know, mid-70s, and it was, you know, McQueen went and... McQueen went first and Jordan went... Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, uh, you know, I remember sitting on, sitting on, standing on the Gilded End singing Gordon loves Jordan and Jordan loves Gordon when they, uh, when they came back to Ellen Road. And, uh, so, yeah. McQueen scored a header. <laughs> but, yeah, it's, uh, we've, had, we've had players go both ways. You know, we had, for one, though, the big one for us was Johnny Giles. Yeah. When he came... Fantastic for the team. Should have really gone on and managed Leeds when Don Revy left. And it was almost, I think a lot of us feel that that was almost like that was the start of the downfall. We could have, I think we could have maintained our status, which is where we were. You know, we were, if if we could have kept Giles in the seat rather than some of the managers that came afterwards. Giles was a world class thinker, really. He's a very bright man, isn't he? Obviously, Rad Strachan as well. Yeah. 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 Um, Ferdinand? He, yeah, he was good, but again, it was all about the times then, wasn't it? You know, we, and it was the same with Alan Smith. You know, we, it was about bringing in money. You know, we, we were at a point where we, we were going through the bad times, you know, needed cash and we had to get room. I, I don't, I have no, you know, I have no issues at all with what Smithy did. You yeah. know, he didn't, okay, you know, good thing was, you know, I think we, we once got told that, you know, Fergie made him kiss the badge, but... Uh, I'm pretty sure he wouldn't have done it. No, I'm, I'm, I went to see him in 2015 and he'd, he'd done almost no media and I got one of his teammates to persuade him and tell him and he invited me to his house on the edge of the, the Peak District and he, he was a spot on lad. His great interest was actually motocross but he just said, I'm Leeds. I've yeah. always been Leeds. He's Leeds. And um, I think my dad was Leeds but he was really into BMXing and, but he was just happened to be very good at football as well. But he didn't hide the fact that... And I wouldn't want him to hide it. You know, I don't mind if... I, I, I used to, when Wayne Rooney came to Man United and he put his kid into an Everton top, that's what you want. He's an Everton fan. He's from Liverpool. Why that's wouldn't right. he? Yeah, why, not, yeah. You're not going to change to be Man United. Um, and, and he was... Um, he explained why he'd left Leeds and I bought his version. He got lighting. Your yeah. club was in free fall at yeah, the time. That's right. You yeah, know, yeah, it was... Yeah. Um, it was you know, the bad times and... You know, it's, it's well documented, you know, what's happened to Leeds over the years. And, you know, I think moving forward, um, I think last season was probably the first season in a long time where the passion has really come back in. OK, we're all passionate about the club, it's our club. But there just seems to be a big growth in buzz about the, about the, the team. There's a buzz in the city. You know, everybody's Crowds are up, weren't they? You're getting 36,000. Average 35, 36,000. Yeah. To be honest, you know, and most of the reason we didn't fill Allen really because the away fans never filled there. But, you know, if, if but, you know, they have to give them a section. But, uh, no, there's a real buzz about the club now. There's, OK, end of the year was very disappointing. But I think going forward this season, every fan wants to see players come in. But I thought, though, again, I think, you know, people... It was sensible realised that due to the financial restrictions nowadays with a fair play, you can't just go out there and, and throw money at a club unless you, you're going to guarantee success. And as we know in football, no, that's not, no success is never guaranteed. So I, I would rather see what, what Rads is doing now, which is building a stable club with stable foundations and, and, and try to build it that way. Hopefully this year we'll, we'll, we'll reap the rewards of it and move up. You've also got one of the best fanzines in Britain, the Square yeah, Ball. Yeah. It's still going uh, to, to this day. 
Who, who replaced Manchester United? Who do you love to hate now? Don't. No, no one. I've <laughs> no just, just got to wait for you to come back. You've just got to wait for us so to you, come back. You're basically like saving up like we, we, 15 we, we, years of hatred. Well, yeah. that's what happened in 1990. Yeah. You, you've gone down in 80, 82, 83 or something. Right, yeah. So it's going to be twice <laughs> as bad this time. Fucking hell. So, yeah, we, we, we have local rivals. What about, what about Bradford? No, Bradford, no. Huddersfield Town. Huddersfield. Sheffield. They're all local teams that there's some rivalry, but nothing matches the rivalry or the inbred hatred that people have for, for the team, the red team from the other side, yeah. And it, and it was, it was it was almost bred into you. Know, my father been watching Leeds since the late, late 50s, and we just knew. And I could tell a little tale. That, uh, I met a couple on holiday. Uh, the guy was a, was a scouser, and she was uh, from Manchester, Manchester United fan. And the, uh, we invited them over for the weekend and they came, stayed over Saturday night. Sunday morning, we're having breakfast, and my father came in the house. And he said to me, he said, oh, he said, it's the couple you met on holiday. I said, yeah, I said, That's, he's from Liverpool, she's from Manchester. I'm out your father's words. Never met them before. Why have you let scum fan in your house? <laughs> really? <laughs> so that's, that's, that's the truth, that's the truth. <laughs> I want you to come back up next season. <laughs> I miss the atmosphere. Yeah. I like the edge, you know. I don't like the the violence of it. And to go to Ellen Road in the early 90s, it was scary. Well, from the 70s onwards, uh, 70s through the 80s. Yeah, just, I'm a, I was a bit young for that. Yeah, yeah. I remember coming out the, the away corner and being kept in for, for close to two hours. And you could see the police pushing your lot back up. Is it to the old street? But there's a hill towards the. Is it Holbeck or yeah? I mean, you're you're there and you're thinking those people want to kill me, and all that's protecting me is like this little gate. Of course, we've got people who wanted to get out of those gates and partake in that. In that, Leeds as a city is a mighty fine place. Is is a song which Manchester United. Fans sang the next line to that, but their football team is a fucking disgrace. <laughs> but let's focus on the first bit. It seems to be doing very well, like the Northern Cities. The it Northern seems to have gentrified a yeah. lot. And yeah, you, you go around Leeds now, and I've, I've not lived in Leeds for 15 years, and I visit maybe three or four times a year. You go out there for a drink, and it's very cosmopolitan. In fact, I went out with my brother-in-law, uh, and we went around the, the wine bars, and it was a Saturday afternoon. And everyone, they just couldn't believe the change. People are you know, drinking champagne in Leeds on a Saturday afternoon, and then going in bars where you can only buy cocktails. <laughs> it was like, what's happening to this city? You know, I used to say, remember we used to go in that club there. You know, it was like a real rough club. It's, you know, it's, uh... it's, it's quite a new this cafe bar culture. I can remember one of my mates' dads in Manchester years ago coming home to his wife saying. There's fucking people having coffee outside in the street. <laughs> what the fuck's that about? You know? like, it's just yeah. become normal yeah. now, hasn't it? They have no brunch now. You know, it's... <laughs> um, it's been nice talking to yeah, you all, yeah. the four of you, for, for listening. Um, I might go to Salford City against Leeds United in August, so I might catch up with you then. Hopefully it'd be good if we, uh, good if we can. I mean, what a bizarre fixture. That, that, you know, it's almost it's set up. You know, they could, nobody could have asked for a better fixture, could they? You know, you know, they pull the balls out of the hat and, you know, Salford... It just had to be Leeds, didn't it? <laughs> and then, um, well, maybe we can FA Cup final in May this year, Manchester United, Leeds United. It'd be more interesting than no, half the other ones. And in recent years, as, as we always say, you know, forget the cups. I'd be handing all the cups just to get promotion this year. That, that's that's a real focus. That's your priority. <laughs> yes, fair enough. <laughs> Thank you for your time. No problem.